Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another episode of the Bobo and Flex show. My name is Bobo and I am your host and I'm with the beautiful Flex. Um, today's episode is actually a continuation of the last episode. We were talking about marriage, um, fan, family dynamics and how our families and Hollywood and just the external world at large influences the way that we love and the way that we give and receive love. And something I've been thinking about recently, so I touched on this briefly in the last episode, is that the culture of secrecy that surrounds families, especially like black slash African families, I think is really harmful. So I grew up under the illusion that I have a perfect family, that my parents' marriage is completely perfect. And yeah, and that I never saw them fight. Well, I did once, but it just wasn't that deep. I never really saw my parents fight. I didn't know. I'm also the youngest in the family, so everyone shielded me from any drama or trauma because everyone just viewed me as a baby. So for the most part, I just didn't know about like any family trauma. I didn't know about people's problems. I didn't just, I just had, I was just out of the loop as far as like what was going on. And it's only now at my big, big adult age that I'm starting to unravel and uncover a lot of these like family secrets. And I'm starting to unravel a lot of like generational trauma and I'm starting to undo a lot of that generational trauma. And I just wish that I had just known that my family was not perfect because I wouldn't have come into my adult life with the expectation of perfection when it comes to romantic relationships. And I'm now so conflict averse because I've been conditioned into thinking that romantic relationship it romantic relationships are supposed to be permanent bliss and permanent harmony and every time i'm confronted with disharmony it even when it's not a major red flag it feels like it is because it's just not something that i was accustomed to growing up and i really think that like we only harm children by shielding them from like harsh realities and harsh truths, which reminds me of a conversation that was happening this week in our Facebook group where someone asked if it's unethical to lie to children. And currently- Was this in of, regards to Santa or was it not? Yeah, one? yeah. Okay. So someone was asking this in regards to like, should we lie to kids about Santa Claus? And- should I bring up the the post? Yeah, you can bring it up. Okay. So this person said, 
Is it unethical to tell children that Santa is real? My position is yes, it's gaslighting. Mm. I put a poll on my story and I'm shook, to be honest, that 62% say it's ethical. And I made an edit and said, gaslighting was a poor comparison. I feel that lying to kids about reality is questionable. It's definitely a class and capitalism issue first and foremost. Okay, that's the post. Mm. So, yeah, I've been thinking about that question a lot. Of like, So personally, I don't plan on ever having kids. But if I were to have kids... I think I would be a lot more honest with them than most people are with their kids. Only because I think it prepares you. I think preparing someone for suffering as opposed to shielding them from suffering is like the responsible thing to do. I think when it comes to like where we draw the line between fantasy and imagination and like let kids be kids, that's where it gets subjective. But generally, I think we lie to kids way too much. Mm -hmm. And I think it harms them more than it benefits them. I do think that we should nurture imagination and fantasy. But I think you can still do that without lying to kids. Like even in the case of, I'm used to calling him Father Christmas because that's what we call him in South Africa. But even in the case of Santa, (laughs) I... I think if I had kids, I would be like, listen, I would present Santa as a story. Here's a nigger that wears red and right and red and white and he climbs down chimneys and he gives you your presents and he has six reindeers. I don't know how many reindeers that nigger has who they're all doing slavery. Um, he doesn't pay any of them for their labor. <laughs> One of them has a red nose and they just go around giving people presents And when you go downstairs, there'll be a present. Maybe it'll be from me. Maybe it'll be from this other guy. (laughs) Um, But I also think the the person who posted that post in the Facebook group also mentioned something interesting in that, like, lies get tricky because of class. So if my kid asks for a PS5 for Christmas and the kid next door asks for a PS5, but my kid gets a pair of socks and the kids next door gets a PS5, then he's like, why does Santa not like me as much as he likes the kid next door? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, Santa's a broke bitch for you, but he's not a broke. Like, I think I just don't really see the benefit of like lying to kids. I just think we should normalize being and I think that like we really underestimate the extent to which kids can handle the truth. Like I don't think it's necessary to be like, well, a stork came to your room and then it delivered a baby. Like no, that nigga nut in me, and now I have a child. Like now there's a baby <laughs> in me, and if you let someone nut in you, that's what's gonna happen. Like yeah, I really think. Um, but I also think I'm biased because of my own childhood where like I was shielded from so much truth that I honestly always had the range. Yeah, I think it's hard for me to be objective because I think I've always been the type of kid that like has always had the range to be able to handle harsh truths. So I never understood why people would shield them from like I was never like fussy or like scared of death or like heavy topics. In fact, I was always like interested in them. Mm. So I never understood why everyone is making a big deal out of shit that just isn't a big deal. 
But I guess not every kid is the same. But yeah, the question here after my long ramble is like, is it ethical to lie to kids or do we harm them more by lying to them or less? How do you I think feel every time this? we have a conversation about kids, um, I'm just reminded that a lot of people have not spent time with young kids mm. for an extended period of time. Yeah. Um, and while it's very, while it can be, um, while it can be easy to tell kids the truth about everything, yeah, kids have a very limited range of comprehension. Mm. And so the difficulty isn't telling the truth. It's trying to find a way to articulate complex concepts to kids yeah. Yeah. in a way that they'll understand. Like, for example, I was talking to my nephew the other day and he's four and he's so smart. He goes to a Steiner school. Montessori, one of those ones. I don't even know how. Though, do you know what that is? How do I explain it? I've it's heard like of Montessori a, schools. Yeah, you get the vibe. Yeah, you know the ones. So anyway, he's super smart. So this is an example of an interaction we had when he was two. We were at dinner with our a whole extended family, and he was sitting on the table, the chair next to me, and my mum was all the way at the head of the table. I had my mom's bag because I dro- uh, she drove me in. Yeah. And she wanted her bag. So she said, hey, Theo, can you pass me my bag, please? And he said, would you like your phone or your wallet? She's like, no, I need the whole bag. And he's like, what are you going to use it for? And she's like, I just want it near me. And he said, I'll keep it safe. <laughs> like, who has at two? Anyway, so over over the weekend, I wanted to see if he understood, like, how all of the family was connected. Mm. Like, he could conceptualize that I was his auntie and my brother's his uncle, but does he know that we're siblings? So I would quiz him. I said, you know, who am I to your dad? And he, it'd take him a second. He'd be like, ah, uh, I don't know. Auntie. I'm like, no, I'm your auntie. So I'm your dad. He'd be like, oh, sister. But then I was like, who is grandma to you? And he's like, grandma. And I'm like, that means your grandma's what? He's like, Theo. And I'm like, no grandson (laughs) could not comprehend. This is too much. He can do like one degree or two degrees of like comprehension. Mm. But like grandson, what's a grandson to a four-year-old? Yeah, So I can understand hypothetically explaining to a kid like how conceiving them works, you know. But then you'd have to be able to explain like sex and penetration and cum and ovulating and like fucking fertilizing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then the, the birth process and a placenta and a womb and all of that, which a kid cannot grasp the concept of. Yeah. And so I think that often when we're talking about lying to kids, it's framed in a very um, lazy parenting way. Like, mm. why would you just not tell them the truth when you could? When in reality, these kids are dumb. <laughs> like, they're not <laughs> dumb generally, but just in comparison to what they're able to comprehend at their tiny age, mm. it's all too much. And I find that a lot of these, I mean, it's when, I, when I'm when i sitting in the background watching a kid watch TV and I'm like, which part do you understand? Because it's clearly not the dialogue. <laughs> like, right, it, right. You know, yeah. it's like, they're, they're almost understanding like concepts. Like when someone gives you something, you take it. And when someone makes you, when someone dances, you dance too, or you laugh. And so, yeah, I definitely get it. That being said, I think that 
you know, a lot of kids get swept up into the Santa thing as a cultural celebration. Mm. That's really hard to explain in like the literal sense. Even adults don't understand the difference between like culture that exists just because it's culture versus what happens in our real reality. Right. That's for everyone who is raised religious and doesn't no longer identifies. We can reconcile that we don't believe, but we still subscribe to. Right. A kid does not have the range to talk about what I my belief system versus this. Yeah, versus this. yeah, absolutely. And so much about what you allow kids to do when they're kids is about d- development. It's not about ethics and morals. So yeah, tell your kid there's no Santa, but they're gonna be very confused when all in school, everyone's talking about Santa and they're writing cards to Santa and they're baking cookies for Santa. Like what happens then? Yeah, I so I think, which I agree with you, it's less about like, I, th- I think it's less an ethical question and more of a contextual question. So I think even with the case of Santa, so I remember as a kid just being constantly annoyed that people were always lying to me or like, mm-hmm. because I've always been the type of bitch who's always asking questions, even today. And when people would be like, oh, you're too young to understand, like I'd be so irritated because most yeah. of the time I actually, it was just something really basic and you just didn't want to explain. But I think even with, even the case with Santa, it's just like explaining to them like, no, Santa is, is, it's a story. Like there isn't actually like a man, but there is a story about this man. And like, we can enjoy the story without buying into its illusion. Same thing with, um, I remember having this really fascinating conversation with my nephew about Jesus because I'd gone back home to South Africa to visit and we were driving to the grocery store and he points out to the window and he's like, oh, look, that's the church that we go to. And I'm like, oh, is it? Um, so I'm trying to like, I'm trying to gauge like what he thinks a church is. So I'm like, oh, what is a church? And he's like, oh, that's Jesus's house. I'm like, mm. oh, who's Jesus? And he's like, Jesus is God's son. And I'm like, oh, mm. but who's God? And he's like, God is Jesus's dad and he's my dad. <laughs> you see that one degree of understanding? It can't yeah. go deeper for a long time. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't even go deeper with adults, let alone these children. Yeah, like, no, literally. Jesus's dad. And he, with so much certainty and surety. Of like, course. You know? And I'm like, so then I ask him like, okay, have you met God or have you met Jesus? Like, how do you know these people live in this house? He was like, no, I haven't met them. So I was like, okay, so how do you know that that's that's their house? He was like, because the Bible says that's their house. And I was mm. like, do you know who wrote the Bible? He was like, God wrote the Bible. It like it, It's like a circular, mm. <laughs> like very circular yes, logic. circular thinking. Yeah. yeah, very circular logic and very circular thinking. But like the more you entertain the circular logic, the more they realize there's like plot holes in the story. And mm. the more they like, come to be able to like question on their own as opposed to you. I think it's a bit traumatizing to be like, hey, everything you believe is actually an illusion and is a lie. But Mm. I think it is really healthy to like get a child to question their own beliefs as opposed to like rattling their entire worldview, like just turning their entire world upside down. Mm. And so there was a there was a point where he asked me like why don't you believe in God? 
And I was like, well, he's just not for everyone. Like, he's just not. (laughs) (laughs) He's not for me. Yeah, like, you just don't get along like that, like him and I. I was like, no, I believe in a different type of God. And he was like, there's different types. No, there's only one God. And I was like, well, that's that's how you feel, but that's not how everyone feels. And now he's Mm. like open to the idea that like religion isn't an all-encompassing truth, but rather it's like a subjective. He doesn't conceptualize it that way in those words, but it's like the baby steps towards getting someone who's like a sponge to like think beyond what they're just told. Yeah. And I think what lying does is it teaches like the idea of like absolute truth, like lying to Mm. kids. It teaches them the idea of absolute truths. And then like at some point you have to rattle their entire world. Like I am really grateful that I was raised in a house that was like, just choose your religion and go. Because, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah, like... (laughs) Like my mom was always, she's just like, no, just pick your religion and go. Like, just choose what you want to believe in. Because I really think that gave me like a really healthy framework to be tolerant in ways Mm. that a lot of the people that I went to school with just don't have the, a lot of the people that I know today, they just don't have the range to be tolerant because they weren't taught tolerance because they were taught that truth is absolute. But I think like, the benefits of not lying to your kids is that they understand that like nothing is absolute and everything is just kind of a story. Like in the same way that Santa has a story, God is also a story. Jesus is a story. Like just pick your story and go, you know? Mm. Mm. That's really tricky because I didn't believe in Santa when I grew up. Mm. When I, what are these words? When I was a child, I don't know. I didn't, I never believed in Santa, but yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. I never believed in him either. (laughs) And I'm starting to think about how I formed any belief system when I was younger. And it makes me think about all the times where I just didn't get what my mum was trying to teach me. Like there were certain, so many circumstances where my mum was trying to like instill a value. I'm like, I don't get it. Oh, for example, she would say, um, you know, if there's, if you see the house is not clean, like there's a dirty dish or there's food on the stove, like a food scrap. Um, you can clean it. And I was like, yeah, but we clean on Sundays. She's like, no, I make you all clean on Sundays. So it gets done, but you can clean any day of the week. Mm. And I'd say, but I didn't eat that food. She's like, I didn't eat it either. It's a food scrap. The stove is dirty. Yeah. We use that one pot to make everybody's food. So somebody has to wash it. I'm like, yeah, but I didn't. I didn't make that. <laughs> like, I didn't do that. And she's yeah. like, she's like, well, if you don't do it, who's going to wash it? I'm like, you wash it. Like, <laughs> you made the food. Like, <laughs> why? Like, why could you? Like, which African household is this? Me trying to like, reason back with her. I'm like, okay, you made the food. I didn't ask for the food. <laughs> <laughs> Look at baby Socrates over here. Like, <laughs> I'm screaming. <laughs> So, like, the lesson did not resonate. Yeah. But, like, as an adult, yeah. I would be saying the same thing to anyone who comes to my house. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you eat, go wash your dish. So, so in this instance, like, here is my mom trying to instill a value or a behavior in me. I'm not understanding. Yeah. Not until 10 years later. So, I, I think that a lot of what I understood as a child was just 
experiences validating things enough mm, of the time. So yeah. for what you mentioned earlier when people wouldn't people lied to me a lot or wouldn't tell me things. Now, I notice in my family dynamic if I asked questions, my family wouldn't necessarily be like and this is what happened. But I was never excluded from conversations either. And I know a lot of people were excluded from their family discussions. So I could absorb things. So I I knew what divorce was right. when I was younger. I knew why my parents weren't together. I knew, um, like, for example, right, my parents are divorced. They got divorced when I was, like, three months old. So really young, right? Yeah. And so when I was um, in primary school, like, I hadn't seen my dad for, like, years and years and years. But my mom was like, you are, like, 10 now, and I think it's time that you at least try to build a relationship with your dad as someone who's, like, a full child who can comprehend Mm. and so you know why our parents like my dad was abusive that's why my parents aren't together yeah my mom's a bad bitch she was like too alpha for him he didn't like it whatever love it no where is her book tell your mom immediately so she was like not about that life and she was like could not be tamed so anyway so with this context of knowing that my dad was abusive i was like but why would you send us there and she was like you get to make a decision about whether or not you want a relationship with him. That's not my business. Mm. She's like, I don't want you to not like him. He wasn't nice to me, but he could be very well nice to you. And I was like, what? Still to this day, I'm like, what? Yeah. Never. I hate him by virtue. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's like, no, that's terrible. Why would you do that? So for, like, she's instilled that value. And I understand, like, I understand that not because she said it, because she's shown it. So like, even yes. to this day, she'll still go and help him. She'll drive him to like the doctor or whatever. I'm like, where's the hate, babes? Yeah. Like, bring the <laughs> <Yeah>. hate back. <laughs> so anything that I understood when I was younger, it's purely through observing it multiple, multiple times. Yeah. So like with Santa, it didn't really come up. So there was not enough time to like think about whether it was real or not real, true or not true. But like the concept of church came up a lot. And like my family was very open with their relationship to church and religion Mm. and like would often talk about experiencing doubt about God and like, why does this happen if God is real, blah, blah, blah. So I didn't come from a family who was like, and this is the only thing you can believe because so-and-so there was just a really like real human. They just, my family always felt real to me. So in your case, you were like, I never saw like the cracks and I feel like my family was all cracks. Oh, So you just got to see it all in the best way possible. So like you knew like my family was just nosy like you just knew when things were happening there weren't any secrets that's why i also got an issue with secret keeping as well like if people don't disclose fully i'm like well you're hiding yeah that's that's me honestly yeah my mom would be like make sure you wash your vagina properly knocking on the bathroom (laughs) door i'm like mom she'd be like to my brother did you shave your armpits are you going to church yeah why yeah. did you go to church no there's no privacy in african <laughs> no households privacy. like what do you mean so while i understand like logically don't lie to your kids i'm just like how do kids learn anyway i feel like i'm not vouching for lying to kids definitely not yeah but i think it's really hard to bring in ethics when you're talking about dealing with kids mm. purely because like it's just there's so much happening with with like the activity of rearing kids. Yeah. They're like just keeping a kid alive is like madness. 
it's madness. And now I want to talk about how you do it. Like, you know, when people get frustrated when parents play music with swear words in front of kids mm. and the parents like, he will only sleep to Biggie. What can I do? <laughs> what can the parent do? You know, would you prefer this, this child not sleep? It's Don't like, yes, they give him options. Sleep to Biggie. <laughs> Some Caucasian <laughs> kid child. who just like loves gangster rap. <laughs> So yeah. it's like, yes, there are tons of options, but given the circumstance, nobody said that. Okay, this is how I want to phrase it. Mm. I feel like if there was, you know how a lot of people resent parents for the way they, they parent because they've traumatized you? Yeah. I feel like if there was a better way for your parent to parent, they would have parented you differently. Facts. Facts. If you believe that your parent is a good parent, like I believe that mine is, right? So when I think about, this whole like, is it unethical? Is it ethical? I just feel like that conversation of ethics, it's far too broad for like the reality of what it is. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. To parent. Similarly, like when we're talking about relationships, right? You know when we talk about consent and everyone's like, you have to ask for consent every time you do something of a romantic nature. And I was always saying, like, clearly my my lens in that conversation is very, like, heteronormative. I'm thinking, like, guys and girls asking for consent. Yeah. And so, like, I think about all the times I've, like, made sure a guy's, like, asked me for consent before anything. But, like, I've not, I've not done the same. Do I ask my boyfriend? No. I just yeah. jump him. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, consent. <laughs> so, like, in, in that sense, like we have such a skewed way of viewing information because of course it's easy to talk ethics between two well-reasoned adult brains. Like, yes, we can speak lying is unethical when you're speaking to another adult who has the range and the reason to comprehend what you're saying and why you're saying it. But like when you're talking to a kid, like is a kid really going to understand why he can't have nuts? Does he know what having an allergy is? Does he even know what death is? Does he, no, kids don't understand, they don't. You'd be like, don't run in front of cars, you'll get run over. Yeah. They just want to laugh and play. So like, I don't know, sometimes I think a lot of these conversations, especially regarding kids, because I feel like using the Facebook group for an example, Mm. I just know the majority of them have not been around kids for extended periods of time enough to understand what it is actually like to engage with a kid for a day, even an hour. You're like, I don't understand how your brain works. Like I'm looking at them. I'm like, do you even know? Like when I speak to my nephew, my nephew hates eating because it gets in the way of playing Mm. and talking. Right. So he'll just avoid eating so much so that you see him doing negotiations when it's time to eat. He's like, okay, if I have one bite, can I play with this car? And it's like, just eat. 
eat the whole bowl yeah and then you'll be and he's like struggling to comprehend he's like but if i eat then i can't play and if i can't play then i can't have fun yeah i don't have fun then i'll be sad and it's like whoa you are he's so stressed this is all his brain can comprehend honestly but if he eats for this small small 10 minutes that he can't play games and now you want to talk about santa (laughs) i can't (laughs) yeah yeah i think that there's no like absolute answer for it like there's no like it's like that phrase honesty is always the best policy like no it's Mm -hmm. not always the best policy but it's just usually a good idea within the right context and framework but i i think also like the question of um honesty in relation to kids is not only so much that we are constantly lying to kids but also that we are constantly punishing kids for telling the truth so it's like something I've noticed even with my nieces and nephews there's just a lot of contradictions and because because kids don't have nuance they don't understand the the inherent contradiction of being a human being Mm. so one of the values that like my my siblings will try to instill into their kids is that like tell the truth like be honest like Mm -hmm. you know like if you did something and we catch just own up to it, you know? But at the same time, someone will say, this is a real life scenario. So someone will say, will walk into a room and be like, oh my God, I got this new dress. What do you guys think? And then my nephew will be like, oh, you look terrible. You look like Shrek. (laughs) Yeah. like. (laughs) And now he gets punished for having, Mm -hmm. for telling the truth, despite the fact that he's being told every day, tell the truth, tell the truth, tell Mm -hmm. the truth. And I think like, I don't think that kids have the range to navigate that cognitive dissonance. I don't think they have the range to understand like nuance, like, oh no, like you don't have to lie and tell them they look great, but you also shouldn't tell them that they look like Shrek. You can actually just not say anything. Like there's like, there's like gray areas. Because I think, Absolutely. like, when we punish kids for telling the truth, we also just reinforce this notion that lying is better. And in order to be loving, we have to be willing to hear other people's truths. And, like, affirm... We just need to be able to, like, affirm that value. So it's not so much that, like... I think a lot of the conversation around truth telling is more so just about context and semantics. Mm-hmm. And I think even with me on some level, like I'm not very good at being a human being in the sense that like I tend to be quite literal. Mm-hmm. I take people at face value generally because I, I'm a face value bitch. Like I mean what I say and I say what I mean. And I expect the same from other people. And often I just think that because people are punished so much as kids for telling the truth, that they lie even when they don't need to. I think like lying is so normalized (laughs) that people Mm -hmm. do it for like even when it would benefit them to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I guess it's maybe not so much that we um, 
shouldn't lie to kids at all. It's that we should well, I mean, be I, truthful. I don't think to the Santa is a good is a good example for yeah. if it's ethical to lie to kids or yeah. not. Because I mean, I think that kids and everyone needs a healthy sense of imagination. Yeah, and like fantasy. Like, yeah. I think it's far more important than people put uh, emphasis on. Agreed. I mean, yeah. look at people who don't have the range to conceptualize something outside of their existence. Scary. Yeah. So scary. Yeah. You know, so like let's let's not like I think maybe that's what this person didn't necessarily do. Like telling a kid about Santa isn't gaslighting. It's not unethical. It's a story. Yeah. It's fostering their imagination. And they'll get to an age where they can reconcile between like stories and real life. And though those lines might blur for a second, they might see an old fat white guy with a beard and be like, fuck, is that Santa? I'm not sure. I thought he wasn't real. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we're stunting their mental capacity. Generally, though, like there are situations where, you know, can we get McDonald's on the way home? Maybe. No. Just say they don't have McDonald's money and go. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> can I get yeah. this PS5? I don't have money for a PS5, baby. You know? Yeah. That's $600. Mommy doesn't have $600. Okay. <laughs> Mommy makes $600 in a Literally. week. Literally. You know, so it's like honest. that's great. Tell them the truth then. But realistically, you're so right. Like I know a ton of people who really um, struggle with truth telling because it's not been validated. Mm. Like you said in that example of telling the person their dress is ugly, we know tons of kids who are so raw with the truth. Yeah, Kids will put that on their face. They're looking at you all funny. Why is your skin (laughs) like that? Why is your hair like that? Why you smell like that? Why aren't you married? Like these are all valid questions that we don't have the vocab or the patience to explain. And thus they get punished for that. Mm. So I feel like with that conversation, we say like, yes, should we lie to kids? But do you have the range to engage with kids? Because let me tell you, if you think talking to an adult is hard and expressing boundaries and being on the same page, like try that with a kid. It's, It's worse goldfish memories number one <laughs> literally <laughs> limited vocabulary limited attention span limited understanding always hungry tiny tiny stomachs yeah yeah only knowing how to cry <laughs> like, it's just and also i feel like somehow i find like people often use kids as a way to force people into like um very rigid ethical like belief systems like so instead of just saying is it unethical to lie we say kids because kids are so pure and you shouldn't be mean to kids and kids should be like Mm. reflective of the utmost um of like kids should be reflective of like the best way to behave yeah and it's like just use adults as an example because too many of us don't hang out with kids we don't have kids and i don't think using like people who don't have kids speaking on child rearing is just the most boring thing ever yeah it's so tired because it's the same uninformed approach to discussion that gets us nowhere because in between the time we start and end this conversation we still don't have kids (laughs) (laughs) and now we can't test the theory so we just get excited at who who gets to argue better yeah about this hypothetical scenario that a lot of us don't take seriously because a lot of us don't value these topics as someone with kids would value this topic. Yeah, yeah. So like that thread would be best served people who actually have kids and are currently experiencing whether or not they tell their kids about Santa. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. But a bunch of people who don't like kids, don't want to have kids, <laughs> don't, like think kids are less than, 
talking about is it unethical or ethical. I mean, interesting for a bit, but redundant very quickly. Yeah. No, I, I feel I feel you. <laughs> and it's also it's easy to like to what we were saying in the previous episode, or like it's easy to like judge parents for their behavior. I also think like our generation, especially, we definitely came from the we did our best generation. Oh like, yeah, that that was our parent, and it shows. It shows like, they hey? really did. They really, they truly did. Do you hear about the salaries that parents are making? Like, see, like how did my mom raise so many kids on like forty k a year? Yo, no, I kids through school on forty. 40- no, I'm constantly amazed at my mother because, like, you essentially grew up a slave. Like, mm-hmm. I will never make the economic jump that my mom made. Like, I genuinely just don't understand how she grew up in a, at the height of apartheid South Africa and was able to overcome, like, put me through school, like, I literally don't want to talk about trauma. Bruh. We want to talk about feedback. <laughs> Bruh. We want to talk about ethics. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, no, we could I also, be orphans. <laughs> honestly, no, truly. I'm just like, damn. But I also think, like, my mom is genuinely one of the smartest. I think she was ahead of her time, also. I think she was, like, mm. just a really smart bitch and just really strategic. Um, yeah, and like very, very much like kind of a black sheep in the sense that like she just, she she questions things as much as I do. So she just like mm. lives life the way she wants to. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just amazed. Like I will never make the strides that my mom made. So I also just can't judge her for any of that shit. I'd also just be mm. a worse parent. Like I would, I would simply be a worse parent. <laughs> than my mother so I'm just not yeah I just don't be judging judging parents I think what will happen to millennials who end up having kids is what's happening currently to millennials in the romantic arena Mm. like it was all easy to talk a big game talking about dump them dump them you know I want to be married by 26 I'm going to have three kids and they're all going to go to private school and my kid won't ever have to have the the shittiest iPhone. They're going to have their newest iPhone and their newest (laughs) PlayStation. And then you get to 26 and realize you can't even provide those things for yourself, let alone another person. You've not been able to be in a stable relationship ever. Like the baggage you carry precedes you. (laughs) It's hard. And suddenly you're here backing into the corner talking about, well, this, you know, it's, it's wild out there. You know, the dating sphere, <laughs> technology means that everyone doesn't know how to communicate. No, it's just harder than yeah. you anticipated it would be. And now you look a little bit silly, talking a big game, publishing <laughs> all those views. <laughs> when in reality, it's a bit difficult. Similar to having kids, I feel like this whole like, is it unethical? Is it ethical? You know, should kids be able to use iPads? You know, you try entertaining a kid bruh, bruh, all day yeah. for the rest of their lives. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> no, I see that with my nieces and nephews and like they spend probably 80% of their time on their iPhones, but I'm like, fam, I cannot judge. Mm, like, same. <laughs> you guys are so hard to be. <laughs> so in my culture also, um, essentially like 
if so if my siblings have kids and all of my siblings have kids that also makes me a mother so there's mm-hmm. no such like roles are all they all intersect so i feel like in the west you're either an aunt or you're a sister or you're a cousin whereas like culturally for me being an aunt and being a mother are the same thing so like if i'm left at home with the kids i'm no longer their aunt i'm also there even if i'm not left at home with them i'm still their mother like it's like that type of cultural thing which is like part of the reason how i know i will just be a trash mother cuz it's part of the reason why i don't judge anyone for anything because i've had to babysit three three year olds and i almost killed myself like just for one day <laughs> and over here going to judge someone because they gave their kids an ipad like no give that nigga an ipad like i get it <laughs> but also don't but also like i mean like i'm in two minds cuz when you hear all those like those tech tech entrepreneurs don't let their kids use the devices or the platforms they've created but then in the next thought i'm kind of like well we're moving into a society that will only ever be more technologically advanced than it is now mm. do you want your kids to get left behind yeah that's the thing look at the people who struggle to use the internet now confused by tiktok Literally. can't use photoshop <laughs> that's the thing hey it's quiet <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing do you okay question i like to ask people okay so my prediction is that Instagram is getting intentionally shitty. So Instagram and Facebook <clears throat> Instagram and Facebook and YouTube are getting intentionally shitty because they're preparing us for a new format of like technology. So they're preparing to replace phones and social media with a chip. And it's just instead of like having a whole device that you put in your pocket, it'll literally just be a put just be a chip that you like put inside your eye or you put inside your ear and it's just in you 24/7 and you just literally exist in an alternate reality so my question are you willing to take the chip if everyone else that you know has the chip are you taking it duh are you yeah what am i stressed about a whole chip i mean that being said brain. i'm I'm never an early adopter when it comes to technology. That's mm. just not me. Same. Like I'm not a late adopter, but I'm not an early adopter. So I I can't imagine I'm going to be lining up or trying to import this chip from wherever and paying tariffs. No. Yeah. But if it becomes accessible and it's like just go get the chip and come back. Oh, why not? Mm. Yeah, I th- I'm just not like I'm I'm something about like I'm more concerned with sh- like maintaining privacy from like strangers that follow me on the internet not these all-seeing eye corporations oh yeah no so no, i've given up on that too like <laughs> if the cctv footage is watching me it's watching me if my yeah. laptop is watching me it's watching me no that's literally <laughs> how i feel too i think it definitely i think it's definitely a question of like If everyone around you has these things and you don't, you might as well be living on another planet. And like that's that's like the problem with these things. 
It'll be like Samsung versus Apple users, chip versus non-chip. Mm. Like, I feel like they're going to be able to market it so well that those who don't have the chip are going to feel like social pariahs. Yeah, yeah. And if we know anything, that so people don't like to feel like social pariahs. But that being said, as much as we can roast the internet, it's been so beneficial to my lifestyle yeah. and my livelihood. So I don't regard it as the evil thing that I know I could if I had had a different experience on mm, it. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Would you? Are you getting chipped? I, I'm i in two minds. Like, I just know that if I don't get it, I think I just, I want to detach. I think I'm too reliant on tech. Like, I think, like, 10 years from now, we're going to look at social media the way we look at cigarettes. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, and so I want to try and wean myself off very slowly. So if now there's a new mm. chip, I on one hand don't want to further the addiction, but on another hand mm-hmm. don't want to alienate myself from reality. Mm. So it's complicated. But on that note, I guess we we are going to have to wrap up now. Thank you all for listening. Um let us know how you feel about if there's anyone listening here who has kids, please comment in our Facebook group. Let us know what is your stance on the, <laughs> on oh my God, Let us know kids. because there've been some really hectic threads about kids yeah. recently. I'm like, oh gosh, this must be really painful. Yeah. And people say also- they hate kids. I'm like, these hate adults. Literally. Leave kids out of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's like a visceral hatred for kids lately which yeah. is really interesting um kids so, yeah. are the new straight white men That's yeah what's i wonder why <laughs> it's really interesting <laughs> maybe on some level it's like resentment of like millennials knowing that we'll never be able to raise families <laughs> because we're too poor and depressed <laughs> and resenting kids But yeah, if you have kids, please let us know in the Facebook group, on Twitter, on Instagram. Follow us at Bobo and Flex. Subscribe to our Patreon for ad-free episodes. And we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.